0: Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This week, we would like to focus on the news item that the U.S. no longer regards Jews living in Judea to be illegal. In all the Bible, there's many things that we are asked to do with all our heart and with all our soul. There's many passages that use that kind of language. However, there's only one that I'm aware of that God says that he would do something with all his heart and with all his soul. It's in Jeremiah thirty two verse forty one. Yea, I will rejoice over them to do them good, and I will plant them in this land assuredly, with my whole heart and with my whole soul. God is concerned for his name's sake. Ezekiel chapter thirty six talks about this, that they're being the children of Israel are being regathered for his holy name. Ezekiel chapter thirty six starting at verse twenty one. But I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen whither they went. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do this for your sakes, O house of Is- I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, whither ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen, and I will gather you out of all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. So God is acting for his holy name's sake. He wants his name to be glorified in the earth. He wants people to know that he is God, that he is true, and that he can be trusted, that he will do his promises, and that he will fulfill those things that he has spoken about to his people. Numbers chapter 14, verse 15 and 16. Moses pleads on behalf of the children of Israel. He is here as an intercessor for them. As they have sinned, he pleads on 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 their behalf to God that God would save them. And he says, now, if thou shalt kill all this people as one man... Then the nations, which have heard the fame of thee, will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore hath he slain them in the wilderness. And God hearkened to Moses, and he didn't destroy them at that time. But just that sentiment there, because that God's not able to bring them into his land, and now that they are there, is he able to keep them there? And now that they are there in the land, what should our attitude be towards them? How should we behave as those in the nations? Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 43 speaks to this. It says, Rejoice ye nations with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. If this is something that God is doing with his whole heart and with his soul, who could refrain from rejoicing? We should clearly be rejoicing with them. Yea, I will rejoice over them to do them good, and will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. Again, Jeremiah 32 verse 41. In another place, he says, For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. And that's the same word, rejoice, as is used in the verse we just looked at in Jeremiah I will rejoice over them. Today, events are moving so fast, sliding back just a couple years to 2017. There was a man called David Friedman who was appointed ambassador of the United States to Israel. At the time, we wondered what God was doing in having such a man put in that position because it seemed unprecedented that somebody that was so pro-Israel and so in favor of the settlement movement would be appointed to such a high position. At the time, this is the way the BBC saw it. They said, pro-settlement hardliner Friedman confirmed as UN envoy to Israel. Since that time, we've seen his fingerprints all over various policies of the U.S. towards Israel, including the moving of the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And this week, we saw another. It was Mike Pompeo's name that was all over it. But behind the scenes, we learned that David Friedman was involved. Here's the the news piece, if you didn't see it. In Pivot, U.S. says it no longer regards Israel's West Bank settlements as illegal. And in Eretz Sheva, they have a piece that gives some of the background and details about how this came about. It says, U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman pushed for a change to the U.S. position on the legality of Israeli settlements early in the Trump administration. But former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson opposed the move. This is according to the Channel 13 news correspondent Barak Ravid. Friedman, the key player behind the major policy shift, raised the issue again when Secretary of State Mike Pompeo came in. This time he got a green light, U.S. officials told Ravid. The State Department deliberations on the legal status of Israeli settlements lasted a year. Ravid quotes officials saying that while the White House received occasional updates, Pompeo and his team were given a free hand to draft the new policy. About a month ago, the State Department's legal team presented Pompeo with a 40-page legal position. Pompeo approved it and wanted to announce the new policy last Tuesday, but the escalation in Gaza led him to postpone the announcement. So this is a major, major shift, as the world has been more or less united behind condemning the settlement enterprise. The United States now has shifted to, shifted sides and is saying that this is not illegal, per se, under international law. And while this is happening, we have a new defense minister in Israel, a man by the name of Naftali Bennett. Naftali Bennett, for a long time, has been a leader in the politics of the right-wing religious settlement movement. So now having him in control as defense minister puts him in control of construction in Judea and Samaria. So therefore, we can likely expect a plethora of building approvals coming in the next few months, as long as he is in. This is, of course, the hand of God moving to do exactly what he said he would do. Ezekiel chapter 36. It's quite a section here I'd like to read together with you, and I think it is amazing the way this is coming to pass before our eyes. Ezekiel chapter 36, we'll start right at the beginning. It says, Also thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel. The mountains of Israel, of course, is that central area of the land that has been the core of biblical Israel all down through history. So prophesy unto the mountains of Israel and say, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy hath said against you, ah, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that ye might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and ye are taken up in the lips of talkers, and are an infamy of the people Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains, and to the hills, and to the rivers, and to the valleys, to the desolate wastes, to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and a derision, to the residue of the heathen that are round about. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen, and against all Idumea, which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds, to cast it out for a prey. Prophesy therefore concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, and to the hills, and to the rivers, and to the valleys, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury, because ye have borne the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. So this section of the prophecy primarily concerns what God is doing against those people that are appointing the land to their own possession when it is God's land that he's giving to his people. So he carries on. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. And we are seeing this happen before our eyes. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the city shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded. And I will multiply upon you men and beasts, and they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old estates, and will do better unto you than at your beginnings. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So God's name is glorified. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you, even my people Israel. And they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance. And thou shalt no more henceforth bereave them of men." Thus saith the Lord God, because they say unto you, Thou land devourest up men, and hast bereaved thy nations. Therefore thou shalt devour men no more. Neither bereave thy nations any more, saith the Lord God. Neither will I cause men to hear in thee the shame of the heathen any more. Neither shalt thou bear the reproach of the people any more. Neither shalt thou cause thy nations to fall any more, saith the Lord God. So this is what we're seeing happening. We're seeing God planting his people in their land. He is blessing them. He's causing them to shoot forth branches and yield fruit. He is causing them to inherit the land and multiply upon it. And this, of course, is just a step in God's larger plan. As we see at the end, language turning towards that peace that we need to see developing. And we know that there's a glorious future that is just around the corner. Micah chapter 4, verse 1 says But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all people shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up into the mountain of the Lord, and into the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This has been Tim Billington joining you once again for this week's Bible in the News. Come back again next week for more Bible in the News.